There is a story that has um, some folks in court today. There is. Uh, it starts off with uh, a BC-based Quadriga. They are going to court in Halifax today to claim protection from its creditors under Canadian bankruptcy law. This is a basically it's a Bitcoin bank, and the CEO Gerald Cotton. He uh, is reported by his wife to have passed away, taking the passwords with him into the great beyond. And they say that nearly $200 million in that bank has gone missing or is inaccessible, locked away in encrypted wallets. And if you're thinking to yourself, I have no idea what how Bitcoin works or how cryptocurrency works, you're not alone. I'm not skilled uh, on the, and well-versed in that uh, matter as well. David Gerard is, though. He joins us right now. He's author of Attack of the 50-Foot Blockchain. David, what is, um, if you could give us a little bit of history on this bank, uh, Quadra, Tra- Quadriga, that I'm just hearing of for the first time today, and what's going on? Okay, so Quadriga, it's not quite a bank. It's a Bitcoin exchange. So... Bitcoins and other cryptocurrencies, you can treat them like commodities, right? You buy a lump of this stuff and you can sell it, trade it, whatever, or you can use it as currency to buy stuff with. Um, Mostly people just trade it. So what people were doing was they were putting money onto the exchange and buying Bitcoins with it. Then they were buying and selling those with other people to try to get ahead, and then they'd try to cash out, and maybe they'd be richer, and maybe they'd be poorer. So what happens was the whole cryptocurrency thing, it's really basically what you have is your the keys is like the password to um, that says you have title to the Bitcoins. Okay. And... This guy just had these on his laptop, and nobody can work out how to get into the laptop, if they even exist. Um, There's people seriously questioning whether these Bitcoins actually existed. Because to get a little technical, the way it works is on Bitcoin Exchange, you have the hot wallet, which is the internet-connected computer that has the Bitcoins on it, and that way you can trade them and move them in and out. Mm -hmm. Then they shove them off to a cold wallet, which is not connected to the internet. That's like putting money in a big bank vault. Okay. Um, So it's that sort of concept. So it might be on a USB stick or on a piece of paper even. So somewhere there are supposedly a couple of hundred million dollars of Bitcoins in cold storage. Now, there's now question that these even existed. Was Quadriga actually trading insolvent all that time? Because during 2018, there's at least one analyst who said that they just were paying withdrawals by waiting until someone deposited some money. They didn't have enough cash or coins on hand either. So it's all a huge mess. So at the moment, um, they've gone to bankruptcy court because... The guy's widow has said, look, he didn't tell me any of this stuff. I'm finding out now we need bankruptcy protection so everyone's protected. It might be a disaster where everyone gets like a cent on the dollar, but at least it'll be done fairly. So that's locked up for 30 days. Then they'll probably get another extension on that. So this happens a lot in cryptocurrency. To be broad about it, it's amateur hour. Cryptocurrency, it's not like banks. Mm -hmm. It's not like proper financial systems. These are all built by amateurs. Quadriga was not an institution. It was literally one guy with a laptop and some servers on Amazon Web Services. It, it, that's ridiculous, you know. It's, I, I, it's like running a major bank out your bedroom. It's, um, 
So I would expect that there will be a lot more regulation on this soon, and that's good, because there's a lot of people, they've been ripped off. They, they feel that there should be protections like bank guarantees and so on. And, of course, there's nothing. It's just gone. It's like the bad old days before we had bank guarantees, you know? Yeah, and, um, and it seems like there doesn't seem to be a lot of sympathy for people. Uh, people are saying they, they could have lost about $200 million in customers' assets. And, you know, they're just left hoping that they're going to get their money back and somehow they're going to be, you know, able to get into these cold wallets and get their vast sums of money back. But it seems like, you know, the government's not you know, raising any alarm bells and, and people I th- have yes, no sympathy. I think, well, yeah, I mean, a lot of these people are very sort of, you can't regulate me. I am an independent, free individual, and I'm above regulation. And then when they lose their money, they go, ah, could you help me, please? Right. So um, that's why there's a little less sympathy. I mean, but the people, frankly, they have been ripped off, and that is bad. And we should see what can be done, because ripping people off is bad. Whether it was a, a mistake, whether it was just a loss, a terrible calamity, or whether there was some shenanigans going on, I don't know. Um, we need to investigate what actually happened. That will happen. But we also need a lot more regulation on cryptocurrency exchanges. Like, there's, I don't know who in Canada would be the correct body, but you can bet that all the financial regulators will be talking about this and working out Right. Is it you? Well, you'd better come down on them like a ton of bricks. You know, make sure there's basic guarantees. Do you have good systems? Do you have compliance? Do you have a bank account? Can you show where you are, where your offices are? All the basic stuff you'd expect and not just be one guy with his laptop wherever he happens to be in the world. That's um, weird and ludicrous. Um, So the world of cryptocurrency, it's very much the Wild West. So... People have not so much sympathy, but there has a bad thing has happened here, and thankfully they are now looking into what's happening. So I do think that there will be much more regulation on this, as there should be. But, you know, people hear Bitcoin, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and, you know, I think they want to get in while the getting's good. And, you know, if you hear it, uh, you know, uttered in, in you know, news stories, and you, you tend to think, okay, well, it's got to be for yeah. real, and, and I've got to be able to, you know, maybe I'm in early days here, and um, if you uh, invest in it, how, how would they find someone that is uh, reputable? That's a really good question, and if you find out, tell me. <laughs> but basically, you can get, you can make a fortune from this, but you can also lose your shirt because it's completely zero-sum. Every dollar someone makes, someone else lost. Mm. Um, it is absolutely dog-eat-dog. I personally think that there should be a lot of restriction on advertising cryptocurrencies to the retail public. It should be strictly for people who know what they're losing or on a sort of gambling level. Because, I mean, sure, it is gambling. To, it, it's basically, you have to be, a, it's trading at the level of professional gambling, you know, mm-hmm. where you have to know what you're doing and have enough buffer that you won't lose on it. And if it, it's like if you have a, a, a gamble on something, like, fine, put $10 on it, and if it goes up, good, and if it goes down, great. But it's not an investment, and you could lose your shirt. There are people who will always want to invest in. Every every one of us has a, this uncle who always has a scheme and he always loses his money. Right. He'd be the one into Bitcoin. So people like that will always find something to blow their cash on. But that's why we need a bit of protection on this stuff. So that at least it's at least it's 
if it was only as regulated as gambling, then that would be good, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not even that regulated. Wow. So this is a huge warning to people that might uh, be tempted to try and make a fortune in this uh, unregulated sector. Treat it as gambling. Don't put any money into it that you could not afford to go up and smoke tomorrow. Maybe you'll get lucky. You probably won't. And it's basically full of shark-infested waters and you look like food. Do you think that these people have any hope in recouping any of their Bitcoin funds? I don't know. They're finding more and more dribs and drabs of coins that are in various places. Cotton, apparently he put a bunch of the Quadriga coins not in cold wallets, but he had them on other crypto exchanges. So the talk mm. that they were insolvent, there is a hypothesis that they were. he was trying to trade the coins elsewhere to try to build up their reserves again and trade back into solvency. But as I said, this is unproven. It's currently surmised, but it's surmised backed by some evidence. So I must stress that I'm speaking out the, off the top of my head there, sure. but people are looking in that direction. So, I mean, I don't want to make a state this as a solid claim because it isn't one. Yeah. But people are trying to work out what's going on. Nobody knows. This is the talk online. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, this is cryptocurrency journalism. It's what I do. So, you know, um, it, this is the big story of everywhere at the moment. Can you believe that mainstream media is not picking up this story and running with it? Well, I can, because the thing about the crypto economy, it generates headlines when, oh, Bitcoin's worth 20,000 US dollars. Whoops, now it's worth 3,000, you know. But that's, like, interesting. But um, it doesn't intersect with the real-world economy that much. It's like there's all these crypto people, and they're all making money and ripping each other off, but it doesn't affect normal people that much unless they were foolish enough to buy it in the bubble and lost their shirts. So that's probably they should pay more attention because when there's big financial shenanigans going on, it doesn't matter if they're happening under the radar. Um, That does affect the world. And people are a lot worse at judging investments often than they should be. Mm -hmm. So you can innocently, as you said, you see these ads, you think, oh, bitcoins must be really good. Well, no, they're not. You have to understand them or you will lose your shirt. Full stop. David, I really appreciate your time today. We'll keep your number uh, on file just in case we have more stories relating to Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Thanks so much. Thank you. Cheers. That's David Gerard. He's author of Attack of the 50-Foot Blockchain.